worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Apparently Jimmy missed a bus or something, right? Missed his second bus. Yeah, he was moving his butt a little slow this morning. Yeah. Slow out of bed. So we're Jimmy-less. Yeah. He'll be here in a little bit later. You're watching that HBO doc on... So I... Somebody compared it to Tiger King. I saw a bunch of people compare it to Tiger King. Um, so I had to watch it. The Curious Case of N- Natalia Grace. It, I wouldn't say it's very Tiger King-ish, but... It's creepy. So it's about the family who adopted a they, what they thought was a six-year-old from Ukraine, and then they're claiming it's like a 28-year-old midget. Um, she's a little person, but yeah, they're saying she's 20, and, and everyone else is like she's. Six. Why did I think that wasn't real, or that it was fake? Because it's that movie Orphan, which is like the same thing. There was a movie called Orphan. Oh, okay. Where it's like a a girl pretending to be a kid, but this doc is real. This really happened. This really happened. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. You go, I'm going back and forth where I'm like, I, I think she's 20. I don't know. She's only six. Like, you're going back and forth yourself. Um, she was hiding knives under her bed. <laughs> it's made me afraid of little people. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good thing that Jimmy. Yeah, he's not here. Not here right now. <laughs> and you get a bit of a break from him exactly. this week. I don't. I will not watch that show now. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. What guilty pleasure do you not really hide? Hall and Oates for you. Hall and Oates. Yeah, I got a handful. There's a few that I'm like. Ah. Do I need people to know that I really, really <laughs> love Elton John? <laughs> <laughs> the tiny dancer brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, maybe not. Eh? This one, though, I'm adding another one to my list, okay? Um, and they're coming to town. Did you see this, Jimmy? Seriously, they're coming to town? Boney and... We got an email yesterday about this. Yeah. With the original singer... They're doing the River Cree on November 24th and 25th. And I Jimmy's saw that. A big oh, fan. I'm going. I saw that and I was like, why do I want to go to the show? Who doesn't like Boney M? <laughs> you know what? I can listen to this song and I can enjoy it. I'm not going to be able to sit through a whole concert of this. Oh, they, they, they have what, what, after night, they play flight, night Flight to Venus. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. That would be terrible. This is Rasputin. I love that. How many times do you think they play this? The 60-minute intros, too. Yeah. Everybody our age, Jimmy and I, everybody had this record in the Yeah. Oh, my parents had this, and we wore it out. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. 
This is something when we were kids, we'd play this like crazy. Hilarious. Again, Boney M come to town November 24th and 25th. Get your tickets. I had to hit the chorus. <laughs> so that's our discussion this morning. Guilty pleasures. You don't really have. I'm not guilty about this. The locker room topic of the day. Guilty pleasures you don't mind people finding out about. And I did dig up some Boney M Christmas music. Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a great tune. Was born on Christmas as far as Christmas music goes, it's pretty good. I don't like Christmas music, so it's not bad. Production's fantastic. <laughs> Makes you move. So funny. Not this, bad. So funny. Um, what did we get in, Grant? Uh, George said Susan Vega. Luca. I, I saw her perform a few years ago. She was at a festival, uh, Interstellar Rodeo. Okay. And it's That's a random. Great lineup. And, um, you know, we're sitting there watching all these great bands play. And then Susan Vega comes out. I was like, what is happening right now? She's dancing around the stage. My name is Luca. My name is Luca. <laughs> and all these old hippies are dancing. I'm, so like, I'm going home. I left. This is such a weird. I think your mom was there <laughs> dancing next to the stage. <laughs> this is a big song for whatever reason. I, yeah. I, it's a weird tune. But everyone played it. My first well, it's dark too. Like it's a fun sounding song, but like the theme is really dark. It's about child abuse and like Jesus. Yeah. You know what? I um I have like memories of playing that in my first job. Oh really? Yeah. In uh in Edson. Edson yeah. Why are you radio? <laughs> Why are you listening radio? Well it came out in the eighties. So LJ would... the LJ the DJ. <laughs> The locker room topic of the day. Guilty pleasures you don't hide. You flaunt them with pride. Well, yeah, that's what uh, Mark said. I don't feel guilty about it, but other people say I should. Uh, the Beach Boys. Don't feel guilty about this one. No. no. But Jim, Jimmy's hilarious on this topic because every song he goes, that's not guilty pleasure, that's a great song. Jimmy, Jimmy's entire listening catalog is, guilt, yeah. is guilty pleasures. And I don't care if people know that I listen to any of it. It's a gift. Yes, but you understand that they're still qualified as guilty pleasures, right? Like Beach Boys were kind of that weird... That weird, they lived in this world of this kind of cheesy kind of yeah. like surf music, but then also on but a technical like, level, they were like, like Pet Shops is considered one of the most brilliant albums of, of all time. Have you ever sat down well, and, and tried like to call them a rock band and like, yeah, they were a pop band, <laughs> but have you ever sat down and listened to Pet Sounds? Yeah, my dad likes the Beach Boys. I did. I listened to it, and uh, it's a tough listen. It's well, just weird. And it's hilarious because they got, like, Uncle Jesse, like John Stamos drums for them. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, what that's, is happening? that's random. All right. What's yours, Grant? You got away with yeah, not I mentioning anything. I was kind of like, do I have what, what's a good one? And then I was like, oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of Alan Jackson. <laughs> When Alan Jackson comes on, I am turning up the radio and, and 
I'm grooving. I'm singing along. What is this one? Chattahoochee. Way down under on the Chattahoochee, it gets hotter than a hoochie coochie. We lay <laughs> down on the Georgia asphalt. We got a little oh, crazy. Oh, he's definitely a guilty ball. pleasure. Down by the river on a Friday So he comes night. to town, do you go? I would, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. Guilty pleasures you don't mind people finding out about. Carol said Enya. What's the deal with Enya? I um, Irish. Okay, she's Irish. Yeah, Celtic singer. But this one gets stuck in my head all the time. This is the only tune I know. I think. I think she she's got songs that you know but you don't know. Because like she did some, like she, I think she did some of the Lord of the Rings music. And like, okay. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even know that this is Enya, but I know this song. I, I thought she was from Iceland or something like that. Maybe I'm mixing she her up. She is the uh, best-selling Irish solo artist and second best-selling Irish musical act overall just after you 2 Okay. You know, what do I, you know who I think I'm confusing her with is Bjork. Oh, yeah. Swedish. Bjork was from Iceland. Wasn't she? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Iceland. I'm thinking of... Uh, yeah, someone else. <laughs> yeah, I don't know this music much at all. I can't see myself putting this on on a Sunday. You know, making some eggs. Kind of nice if you're like driving through the mountains, though. Yeah. I would have a car accident. <laughs> <laughs> driving through, I'd be doing 210 miles an hour. Like. Anyway. The locker room topic of the day. Guilty pleasures you don't mind hiding. Matt from Devon said anything by Roxette. And he's fiercely proud of his love of Roxette as well. What's wrong with Roxette? Again, this is a Swedish, Swedish fan. I think this might have been one of their biggest hits. I'm trying to think of... Wasn't the look bigger? The look, listen to your heart. Must Listen to your heart. Must have been love. Oh, yeah. That's some joy. Joyride. Joyride was another. Into this. this is a band that comes to K Days. Yeah. Right? 100%. Oh, yeah. I'd go to it. Yeah. There you go. I'd, and right. I would be like, oh, I'm not going to that, but I would just happen to be at K Days on that <laughs> night. You know what I mean? <laughs> You wouldn't plan your whole week around no, it, but you'd make sure I, you I were might there. though, but I'm not going to tell you that that's why we're at K-Days on Tuesday. All right. Uh, Stan is obsessed with Toto. This was a band. My dad loved these guys. Did he? Yes. <laughs> this was one of those bands I just never understood. I never got... Um, There's like 15 of them in the band, too. I know. The other band like this that I never really got was Chicago. Oh, yeah. Like, I never understood people's love, like, passion for sh- An REO Speedwagon, another one, REO like... Speedwagon, yeah. I'm trying to think of... There's a few bands in that era that it was like... I hear the drums okay, who did it better? Who did Africa better? Toto or... Do you remember the cover? Well, I know one cover by a Canadian, but it's not good. You don't remember this cover? Who did this one? Let's see if you can hear it. Oh, 
Weezer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot about this. They actually did this pretty good. They did a pretty yeah. decent job of it, actually. The locker room topic of the day. We're doing guilty pleasures that you don't mind people finding out about. Nick said, well, no one else has owned up to loving some Weird Al yet. Think about Weird Al's. He's actually quite creative. I mean, and talented. Yes. Yeah. He's done a number of Star Wars songs. He did Yoda. He did, you know, Saga. Doesn't Begins. he tour? Like, yeah. And actually, his tour, I've I've had friends go to it, and they're like, it's just him, like sitting in the middle of the stage on a stool, playing all his hits, and it's awesome. He plays it accordion, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and probably synthesizer. <laughs> A little of everything. <laughs> How many times have you watched UHF, Jimmy? Because Jimmy's a big Weird Al fan. Oh, I've never, I've never watched that movie. <laughs> no? No. Oh, It's dude. not good. It's not Shut good. Shut it. <laughs> Kramer's in it. Go please Kramer. Yeah. I don't know what, what I'd do with myself if I walked into a like a venue and Kramer and Weird Al were sitting at a table together having drinks. Who was it? Someone I know went on a first date to Weird Al. Okay, that's weird. All right. Okay, we can move on from that. And then Corey is a big fan of Culture Club. Little boy George. Yeah. I was saying, like, little face piano. All these songs. All these uh, guilty pleasures, they all get stuck in your head. Yeah. And you have to sing them to get them out. This was a big thing when we were uh, in high school. Remember this? Yeah. People My dressed head. with the hat and stuff like yeah. Boy George. The One earring. of my sisters was into Boy George. We're going to get Jimmy a dangling earring. <laughs> no, I don't like boy, danglers. Boy Jimmy. Don't like danglers. Oh. Jesus. Locker room topic of the day. Guilty pleasures you don't mind hiding, Grant. It's just going to rattle through a bunch that we didn't get to, and then we'll wrap up here. Todd said the Bee Gees. Yeah. Yeah. I like the Bee Gees. My dad's a big Bee Gees fan, <laughs> oddly. Uh, Bob Wood it's, said... It's, you know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. So I, I have a lot of guilty pleasures. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is it's catchy. Yeah. Like the Bee Gees were catchy. Like they whether were, yeah. you want to admit that you like the Bee Gees or not is beside the point. If you're in a room and the Bee Gees are playing, you're at a wedding and the Bee Gees are playing. You're dancing. The dance floor fills up. It's like, guaranteed. No right? one, no one's texted in sticks yet, but sticks, sticks I feel the same way. Sticks about. is the same thing. Sticks is another one of those. Yeah. Ario Speedwagon, Toto. <laughs> yeah. From the same era, right? Plus yeah. the Bee Gees documentary is really good. How can you mend a broken I, heart? Check I that one out. I haven't watched that. Yet. Yeah. I've been meaning to. I've had a couple of people recommend it. It's to me. really good. Uh, Bob Wood, uh, his guilty pleasure is Queen City Kids. Um, dance is his all-time seven, favorite. Seven o'clock, Queen City Kids. <laughs> That's a great tune. I think we play that on full volume. Yeah, probably. Every once in a blue moon, yeah. Frank, uh, his guilty pleasure is the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I want it that way. <laughs> um, Nancy says Street Heart is her um, guilty pleasure. Thank you, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> and Angie said the soundtrack from Grease. Oh, yeah. yeah, me too. I, I love that movie. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, we had uh, Creed came in. Creed came in. Yeah. Creed's one of yours. Yeah, Creed's for sure one of mine. Um, Carl Douglas came in from Scuba Steve. 
Kung, Kung Fu, Fu fighting. fighting. Yeah. Okay. I've stripped to that. Um, Rob said Dean Martin. Um, Dean Martin isn't bad either. Speaking of Christmas music, yeah. Dean Martin made his bread and butter from doing Christmas tunes. Uh, and then uh, Dustin said uh, Darius Rucker, his cover of Wagon Wheel. That's a weird transition, hey? Darius Rucker, like, becoming this big country artist. Oh, my God. Why am I blanking Hootie on the Blowfish? Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. That's a guilty play. Let her cry? Yeah, that's... This is old, uh, old Crow Madison show. Yeah. Go on when you're driving on a summer's day and this comes on, the windows down. I don't know if I've ever heard this version. A little banjo pick in there. Do you think he actually likes country music, Darius? He must. Hey. I can play a little face piano of this for he sure. He totally could. Yeah. It needs it, actually. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. Guilty pleasures that you don't mind people finding out about it. There we go. Did need some harmonica. I'm trying to copy the fiddle, though. <laughs> Jimmy on the spoons, everybody. <laughs> I love the fact that you bring your bass piano everywhere you go. Gotta be prepared. There we that. go. There we go. You're right. I told you it needed Could have been way piano. more successful. <laughs> um, we had uh, Dean said his guilty pleasure is Bud Light. <laughs> there you go, Dean. You and I both, brother. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. So this might happen in Australia. It's just a conversation right now. But this guy wants to do um, the enhanced games is what he's calling it. I love so, it. So no drug testing. Just sign up and you get to go hog wild. Doping is not only allowed, it's encouraged. And we've been saying this you know, for years when athletes get, a, get kicked out of Olympics and whatever else. is like we need to have an Olympics or a baseball league where doping is encouraged. And let's see what the human <laughs> body can do. Right, let's push the limits of what the human body can do. I want to see somebody swimming like inc- incredibly fast because yeah. they're so hyped up on stuff. Yeah, 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 running. Look at that guy; he's beating a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's the Tour de France, which is all basically a juicing event. The problem we saw what Lance Armstrong could do on that. Yeah, yeah. The problem I have with the whole thing is. It's been going on for so long, yeah. right, that even, did you hear the 
Did you watch the Arnold doc yet on Netflix? No, I haven't. You uh, yeah. honestly, Grant, you would really enjoy it. It was really well done. Yeah. And right out of the gates, he's like, "We're all on it. We're all on the steroids." Yeah, everyone like, is. Everyone was. You can't look like oh, that in, in if you don't do it. I met a guy once who was um, like a world famous bodybuilder that competed with Arnold, and he was telling me about the places he's like. I have put needles everywhere you can think of. Some places that you don't want to think about. I have injected myself, like with steroids, and you know, in between the toes and in the in everywhere. It was a regiment years anywhere ago. There's a vein. Yeah, years ago there was there was like a. Uh, you know, a plan that they had in place to hide things and and uh, do your thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's still happening today. There is so much money. Well, they're so ahead of research. It. That whole um, documentary that exposed Russia. What's um, that called again? Where the guy wasn't even meaning to do that. Remember, his whole point of that documentary was he was going to juice himself and see what his body could do, and then he ended oh, up. No, I'm thinking about the one from the guy that escaped Russia. Remember? Oh, yeah. And he was the guy that was injecting all the the Russian athletes well, behind that, the scenes. That's and, what it turned into. That's the same one. Oh, it is. But that's right. Originally, that guy set out just to juice himself and see what he could do. And the documentary transformed into exposing the Russian doping system and got them kicked out of the Olympics. Because and he ended else. up talking to that guy yeah. that was in exile. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I exactly. think that guy's still hiding in the state. What the hell was that thing called? Uh, that it, was a... It, Icarus. Oh, Icarus, yes. Yeah. That was a um, good doc. So I would totally be on board for watching an Olympics where everyone's on the juice. I also It makes more sense to me though if they if it if that's what they do. If they say, "Yeah, listen, th- this is open to everybody yeah. and anybody." Gary like, bon- uh, Barry Bonds, Gary Bonds, Barry Bonds, get over here. You can juice again. You don't have to hide it like Yeah. Um I also want the Olympics still where they put one average guy in. So it's like swimming. There's just... You've talked about that for yeah. years. I th- uh, Grant, that's brilliant. Where we just have one average guy running the marathon. On cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's never worked out, but he's on blow. <laughs> Let's see how Jerry does. The Locker Room presents The Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now... Brent Johnson. I'm not going to lie to you. I get excited every time I see an update from TransEd, the company that is allegedly <laughs> building the new LRT line. I feel like it's not a new line anymore, though. I mean, it was already three years past when it was supposed to open. It's like old news. So every time I see an update, it's like, oh, what is it this time? Did the wheels fall off the train? Did they decide it's going to have to be pulled by horses? What could it possibly be? Uh, the latest update was that they have to replace hundreds of copper wires with brand new ones. Huge mistake letting people in this city know that there are copper wires on the trains. Do they know how often they're going to have to replace those now? Like, that's going to be a nightly thing where people are on the trains ripping out copper wires. Transed better hope that there's no catalytic converters on the train. It's either going to be expensive replacing the converters every week, or that train is going to be really loud when they have to straight pipe it. 
The Grant Report is brought to you by BOGO Tuesday at Edmonton Glory Hole Tours. It's Tuesday. The only good deal left in town. Buy one tour, get one tour. Exclusively in Edmonton or Tabor, gloryholetours.com. In the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. So the... Grocery rebate payments will start kicking in next week. Next Wednesday. We're probably, I'm not going to see it. Um, you're not going to see it, Grant. No. Right? Jimmy. So it's. The, Maybe? Because you're single? The grocery rebate uh, individuals, so single people with a net income of less than $32,000 and then families who earn less than $38,000. And I guess that's what the threshold for the GST, HST, the GST credits. You get those, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you'll get it So net, that's after tax? Let's not do math. (laughs) I I make before tax 39. So, yeah, um... I was going to say, if you're get if you're getting GST checks, you're going to get the grocery rebate, is what they're saying. Oh, so yeah. you're going to get the same, it. Okay. and it'll yeah. go automatically. You don't have to apply or anything. And so Jimmy, uh, with no kids, single guy, no kids, you're going to get two hundred and thirty four dollars next week. Just one account. time though, one time grocery rebates. <laughs> Jimmy spends that's his yearly grocery budget two hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> This is weekend whiskey budget. Yeah, it's, if this was a whiskey rebate, <laughs> it'd make more sense. Um, so, the, and then there was also a study that sort of loosely ties into that. So, on the heels of that, the Competition Bureau of Canada, they have been investigating inflation in this country, trying to figure out why groceries are so expensive, and they just released their report. Um, this morning, about an hour ago, not even half an hour ago, they released it, and they have said the government must act to bring more grocers into the Canadian market. Um, the investigation in response to surging inflation at the grocery stores ties higher prices at the grocery store to a lack of competition in the Canadian industry. So they said most Canadians buy all their groceries at three grocery stores, Loblaws, Sobeys, and Metro. And they said we need more in order to bring the prices down. It's it's the ownership we need more of. Yeah. We don't need more whatever stores. We need more variety of companies controlling these stores. But this is an anti- competitive country like we don't do that we don't allow that in in canada so this is what you you kind of pay for that with having that sort of structure politically well we we let them i love how the politicians are up, right ignoring the the blame on this right <laughs> yeah i also think that at this point too for me when i see this stuff because they seem to have a bit of a boner for going after the the grocery store owners right now they're mad at them but it's a it's a look over here yeah grant right look over here look over here stop stop looking at how much you're paying for electricity and energy Uh, okay hold on hold on don't don't look at your phone bill don't look at your phone bill look over here you're paying way too much for bananas yeah that's what this is this well, is definitely could, that's what this is because th- th- the cell phone thing is the same problem though too is complete lack of ownership. There's no competition. Collusion. 
that's just me pulling that out of my... <laughs> You're telling me that they don't sit down for lunches once a month and go, all right, what's our base plan going to be, everybody? Oh, we just had the whole bread fixing all right, scandal. martinis, everyone. I'm telling you right now, that's happening. Yeah. I can't prove it, but I'm telling you, that is happening. <laughs> and if they want to actually save Canadians money, they should be going after those companies mm-hmm. and allowing competition in here, right? Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, the problem is every time a new company starts, they just buy them up. But exactly. They just gobble them they up. Just, yeah. because, and then at the same time, complain about not having enough money for the other businesses they, they have own. to fire everyone else. It's oh, just criminal. Time now for some words from the spiritual leader of the locker room. Please remove your hats. Here's Pastor Jimmy. We said goodbye to a very important part of my Elks uh, game day ritual. This weekend was the end of a legend. The buy a midget a beer hat went up in smoke on Friday in a very private ceremony. With the gentle kiss of a flamethrower, the hat went goodbye. Towards the end of its life, we reflected on its effect on Jimmy's beer consumption at the games. Not good. Also, we believe the existence of the hat has been bad luck. You would almost call it a curse for the Edmonton Elks. The team was not has not won a game since that hat has been purchased. That it is time for the Alpha and the Omega, and as the hat died, so shall the Edmonton Elks be reborn. This could be the start of a tremendous season for the Edmonton Elks. The curse has not been lifted totally yet, but have faith, my friends, it will be. Let's not mourn the hat, but celebrate the potential success of the Edmonton Elks. Amen. Good work, Jimmy. There we go. Should have burnt the hat on you. <laughs> I think it would have had more impact. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. I'm not one to get... I don't know. I'm not often that amazed, like blown away by a video. Okay. Where somebody sends me like something on TikTok or something, and I'm like, oh my God, that's the greatest video I've ever seen. Yeah. You know what you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I have to share that with the world. Like everyone needs to see this. Yeah. And this video needs to be... Sh- this is this video. <laughs> Have you seen this, Grant? <laughs> just now. Okay. You just sent it to me. I just sent it to, uh, to you guys. It's now, kind of crazy. Okay, I'm going to explain it. I'm going to watch it and explain it. I'll give you a play-by-play. So it's a Vanilla Ice concert. And this... It's a Vanilla Ice is still playing shows. Oh, my God. So this very large man... And he must be close to 500 pounds. No. No, you think that... Yeah? He's a 400-pounder. More than that, I think. You think so? Yeah. Okay, so he's a big dude. He's he's dancing right now. He's on stage with Vanilla Ice. A lot of people are on stage with Vanilla Ice for whatever reason. Um, He's trying to make his show more exciting by letting fans get up there. And he is in a um, 
Ninja Turtle outfit. Yes, because they're playing the Ninja rap from the Ninja Turtles. So this large man is dressed as a Ninja Turtle. Okay, so he's up there living his best life. Dancing around. He's doing a little funky little dance. And then, hold on, watch. I need you guys to pay attention to this. He decides that he is going to jump into the... (laughs) He's going to stage dive. He's going to stage dive. And keep in mind, I I think Grant's wrong. I don't think he's 500 pounds, but he's a big dude. He's 400 pounds at least. Okay? And he takes off, and he commits fully. Yeah. And I've never seen... I've never seen a parting of the... The people. As effectively... And it was just they it was all seamless. got out of the way. Hopefully, hopefully they all got out of the way. It Nobody was, was under there. It was very seamless too. They they it it almost looked like it was effortless. They just <laughs> they just, moved out of the way. It was so poetic. He just belly flops right onto the concrete and he hits the concrete. <laughs> now I want you to watch the other thing. Go to the front end of the video. Yeah, and watch the very beginning when he's getting ready and he's made his mind up that he's going to stage dive and he's sort of eyeing up where he's going to go. Yeah, watch this. Look how beautiful that was. <laughs> Look how nobody is paying any attention to them. No, they're all still watching Vanilla Ice. No, everyone just did one of these. Oh, fat guy coming. And they just sort of <laughs> they stepped aside. And then they just sort of stepped back into the gap and just kept partying. But yeah. did, did you see that other that other view of it where, where he's on the ground and the crowd is around him looking to see if he was alive? I watched this probably 72 times in the last two days. Yeah. And every time I laugh at it. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but it is just... Well, you found your genre of videos. I, yes. Fat guys stage diving. <laughs> it's very specific kink, but you found your kink. <laughs> if anybody wants this, just send me a note on Twitter and I'll send it to you. I've been DMing, DMing everybody I know. Sending it to them. <laughs> yeah, it is fantastic. Another moment with Dr. Locke. Sleep. Read another study, and the essence of the study, it all boiled down to the best advice about how much sleep to get is not to worry about it. What do you mean? Like, like just whatever Stop you can get? Stop stressing about it. Okay, this, that makes and this, sense. And this basically coincides with the conversation I've had multiple times about learn to lie to yourself. Mm. Right? Yeah. You control a lot of how your day goes. Yeah. Just by the attitude that you have. Right? Yeah. I'm not wrong. No, you're not. So, this is saying like, don't worry about getting like you need nine hours of sleep a night and then like getting stressed about that. Yeah. There's so much bullshit out there about what you have to do for your you know for your yeah. well-being and your health right it's kind of like um i was reading about um you know how they say you're supposed to take so many steps in a day yeah and then they were like oh that's actually all bs that was actually an exactly. adver- that was actually an advertising campaign for a certain watch back in the day they arbitrarily chose that number and then it just kind of stuck and then people started thinking that was a medical thing well the water thing too you see guys wandering yeah. around with like 4 gallon buckets of water <laughs> those guys have kidney stones that's why <laughs> But you always say that, though, you you because you said well, you, you quoted a doctor, water. you quoted a doctor that if people drank enough water and got enough sleep, 
you would see them half but the time. I think but those numbers are for people like Jimmy who don't drink any water. So then they they make up a number like you have to drink eight pints a day so that he'll drink some. There are there are people out there that don't drink water. Yeah, they don't drink water. That's not healthy. I, and I've said. I've said that out loud, but I've never told anybody you have to drink four liters of water a day. Yeah. But that's that, drink water that, and get that's sleep. The, that's what this article is talking about is that there's these rules that people sort of arbitrarily decide and that they're supposed to cover off everybody. I know people who function quite well on five hours sleep. You, you're one of them. Jimmy you, does extremely well. Jimmy hit his head, knocked himself unconscious. Didn't sleep, spent the night sitting in a, in the waiting room, yeah. showed up for work half an hour later, and he was fine. Yeah, it's healthy living. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's clean eating. <laughs> healthy living. Yeah. I have a friend who, um, no matter what time he goes to bed, yeah. he gets up at 5 a.m. No matter so, what. And if he goes to bed, um, or, 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 no, what it, it's only five hours sleep. So no matter when he goes to bed, yeah. he can't sleep for more than five hours. Huh. So he'll if he goes to bed at nine, he's up at two o'clock in the morning and he's up. That's up. it. If he goes, so what he does is he stays up till midnight and gets up at five every morning and then goes for a bike ride. <laughs> but he cannot sleep for more than five hours a day. And I'm like, do you yeah. nap? And he goes, ah, no, not really. It's just how he functions. It's just and yeah. he's been like he's gonna that die a young horrible for, death, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I sleep like a baby. Me too. Yeah, I sleep yeah. very hard, and I need a good seven. If I get seven hours sleep, I can function quite. I can also just decide when I'm going to sleep. Yeah, me too. At night, if I lay down, I'm like, sleep time. <sighs> well, because oh. you don't stress out about it. I don't, yeah. Have you ever met anybody that doesn't sleep well? It's an anxiety thing. They What's, start Because they start calculating the numbers. Yeah. Oh, i got to wake up at 7. Okay, now I've only got six. I've only got five hours left. And they get stressed and more stressed and worked up about it. And, and the other thing that I've learned about people that don't sleep well, it's all they talk about. Yeah, it's true. It dominates their day, their conversation. Didn't it's sleep the well. first thing that they want to tell you about. It's all they can think about. And it's like, maybe that's part of the problem. Trismetables. <laughs> You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. I had a moment yesterday. I was just telling you a story that I cannot talk about on the air at all. <laughs> um, complete and total speculation yes i'm pretty sure i'm right but i remember driving driving away from the situation going man my life is so boring very vanilla compared to some people yeah like yeah. i and listen i'm not complaining about my life i mm-hmm. i like my life but there are some freaky people out there right there mm-hmm. are some people that do some crazy stuff yeah when you think about the fact that like you don't realize it a lot of times too. These people are just amongst us, and they are living like, oh, that guy sitting next to you on the train could have a vibrator in his butt, and you don't even know. Well, exactly. Yeah, and you have Exa- no idea. You just think you, he's normal, like you. Yeah, living a boring life, and except no, he can't sit still. <laughs> ties into this story about uh, this has gone viral. 
who this man was into male chastity. I thought there would be a fun name for this kink, but there's but there not. Isn't? Okay. Um, so it's the one where your girlfriend or wife puts a cage over your unit, your okay. mirror, yeah, and she has the key, and you, well, you have this cage on, cannot do anything. With your uh, your unit, yes. So you got a cage over it. Grant showed um, me some pictures. Some of these things are uh, are spectacular. Well, I was thinking maybe the next celebrity death pool, the two losers have to wear one uh, for a much, month. How much are they? I'm sure there's a variety of different metals and um, so how big are they? Like, I'm sure there's different sizes. They're not comfortable. I'm pretty right? sure it's not a one size fits all. <laughs> um, where this story takes a turn is, well, he has this locked on to him. He's in the padlock. Him and his girlfriend break up, and she has the key, and she leaves him and takes the key. So then he is stuck, <laughs> locked into a cage. So he had to go to it. He went to a tattoo artist first to try to see if they had another key. They didn't. So they had to uh, bust it off you'd, with a hammer. You'd think there would be a locksmith in the area. <laughs> Call no. them up. Yeah. I yeah. would have gone locksmith. You would have gone straight to the locksmith? As opposed to the hammer route, which is what he did. Does my CAA cover this one? Can they pick this lock? <laughs> yeah, I live a very boring life. <laughs> Good for him, right? Yeah. Like, I... I'm at that point in my life where I, I'm trying not to judge. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really, really trying not to judge. So, to me, this is like, good for you. Yeah. Good for, I'm, You're trying I'm new sorry things. you had to it's break t- it off with a hammer. It's better than a saw. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. By the way, do a little shopping, because I don't, I don't hate that idea about that. <laughs> for the celebrity death pool. Not a month, though. I'm, I'm not, not walking around with a thing. Can you pee out of it? You could pee out of it, yes. Okay. Just, Does it go around the balls? I don't think so, no. Just on the... Just the shaft. Well, it must, because then he would have just been able to pull it off. Look, it locks right around the base of it. See these ones? See, that one looks like it has a ring that goes around, like, closer to your... Yeah, maybe. That one's a glass one. Hmm. And he couldn't get it off, eh? Had to use a hammer. This is Show Local Some Love. We have Kent Sangster, the artistic director of the TD Edmonton International Jazz Festival. Welcome. Thank you for your time today, my friend. Well, thank you for having me. Kent, let's get started with this question. When is the festival happening? It starts on June 28th and ends on July 2nd. And who is the headliner this year? Well, the headliner would be Chris Bodie. And he was at the, he's at the Winsboro on June 29th. Then you could certainly say that the Bad Plus and then probably Emmett Cohen. Bad Plus is at the Starlight on June 29th as well. And Emmett Cohen is at the Triffo. Kent, I always like asking questions like this for people involved in putting these things together. Who are you excited about seeing this year? Well, I can tell you there's a band from France. And it's a saxophone player named Leon Fall. And I heard them last year at a jazz conference in Bremen, Germany. And they're just outstanding, in my opinion. I mean, I'm a jazz musician myself, and I just find this band very refreshing. New, but they're still rooted to the tradition. But they're definitely a band that the younger demographics can, you know, get excited about, which is very, very important to our festival. Can you tell us about the Marquee Series? Yeah, so the Marquee Series, that's the one at the Starlight. So that's with the Bad Plus. They're a, a mainstay in the jazz in the jazz 
jazz world, they've kind of reinvented themselves with a new version, a new instrumentation, um, and they're at the Starlight on the on the 29th. And opening for them is a Edmontonian, actually. His name is Effa Etaroma, and he grew up in Edmonton, but he's uh, gone on to much, you know, bigger, greater and bigger things in Los Angeles, and now he's touring his own band, so that's exciting for Edmontonians to hear Effa. Then on the 30th, then we have Nick West, and that's when Leon Fall will be opening for this artist named Nick West, and she's an outstanding funk bass player for the United States, and she will be coming in then afterwards. There's a very special presentation of hip-hop music uh, presented by Arlo Maverick, which is an, who is an Edmonton mainstay in that in that area of music, so we're excited to include that as well. Uh, what new features can uh, people look forward to this year? Two new pieces will be our outdoor event which usually, I mean, we started this two years ago, is traditionally a, a two-day event. It's a one-day event this year just because of where Canada's day lines up. But on July 2nd at Victoria Park, there's an all, like an outdoor event from 12 to 9, and we're really excited about it. There's, I think, seven bands. It's very affordable. It's a $49 ticket or less. It's a new initiative in that it's in a new location and it's centrally located, and we're working quite hard to make that as an accessible, you know, as accessible as possible. That was very popular last year coming out of the pandemic people are looking for, you know, an option outside. And then the other new thing would be at the hotel, Chateau Lacombe goes all the way back to the 80s they hosted the jazz festival and that's when I was myself I started getting into the music so some of the first jazz concerts I heard in Edmonton were in fact at the Chateau Lacombe Ballroom so what we're doing we've they've been our host hotel for a while but we've now expanded our we do a happy hour series which we'll still do in Bellamy's Lounge but we're moving what we've been doing for quite a while, which is a later evening showcase of Edmonton musicians. And then we have a jam session, which does include most of the, you know, anybody who plays in the festival can play. And what usually happens there is there's an amazing synergy with patrons who've shown up. At that point, it's pay as you, uh, sorry, but a donation or free access. And what happens is that you may hear uh, Chris Bodie, the headliner, who's just been on stage at the Windspear, sitting in with Edmonton musicians as a jazz club. I'll have to so, bring my harmonicas down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Feel free, right. Like, that's how spontaneous it is, and it's exciting for everybody. And, I mean, I'm an educator. I've been doing that for a while, and to see, you know, some of the McEwen graduates, you know, just recent graduates being up on stage, and they're Very cool. big, wide, you know, eyes wide open. So that, so that's a, so it's new in that it's in a bigger, like a, a, like a little bit larger space. So just, and we're doing that in the small ballroom of the Chateau and setting up like a jazz club, serve some food and make it affordable food. And yeah, I can't say enough about the Chateau Lacombe. So the TD Edmonton International Jazz Festival is for music fans. That's worth saying yes. out loud, Kent. Yes. There is a marketing slogan we have used in the past. There's a jazz for everyone. Find yours at. And the thing about jazz is it's all about the undiscovered. And it's not who you know, it's who you don't know. So it's, you know, I kind of spin that. And we have tried to make it as accessible as possible with price points from, you know, free admission at the Ice District and Olisette all the way up to our, you know, our Windspear show that you can get into the Windspear for an $80 ticket. Nice. And then these days, these days, that's that's not bad considering it's, you know, a headliner in the Windspear show. Where should we so send people to get ticket information, Ken. All of that stuff will be at the website www.edmontonjazz.com You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. No, there's nothing you can do to get rid of that smell. They've tried. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.